It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I can't believe it, but it's only the sixth episode of the the season. Uh, but uh, here we are again. Uh, I can't remember anything. I. It's uh, <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I cannot believe how bad I am at this. Let's try it again. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It's sometime in January, twenty third. Oh, it's the twenty third. We're recording on a Sunday. We're back again for yet another episode. And I am VA, and I am here with Jeff. Ahoy, hoy. And Tim. Heidi, ho, my neighbor's ex. Okay. And well <laughs> <laughs> and special surprise, Nick. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nick, I wanted to tell you that Jonathan Van Ness has a new series that's coming up on Netflix. And the picture that they use of him looking in a microscope, I can't help but think, hey, it's Nick looking in a microscope. Oh, my God. I, I think for uh, Halloween this year, I'll buy myself some heels and a dress and go as a uh, go as the man himself. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's good. He lives a good, happy life. You should. Oh. Everybody should be like Jonathan Van Ness. It's good. Yeah. So we're here. Um, I've been talking for like an hour, but now that we're really recording, I'm like, duh, or uh, 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 mm. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're here to talk about the Bruins because we are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. I really love it when I say Boston, Boston Bruins fans. Whew. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Boston Bruins. Surprise, surprise. Okay, so last time we started off with talking about how I've hit the COVID wall and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, it's tough out there for everybody. Nick has been working a million hours. It's just we're all having trouble, like, being involved in any society whatsoever. And sometimes watching games is not, like, the thing you want to do. I do want to talk about one thing. I I was lucky enough to go to a couple Bruins games this week. And I went with our our friend of the show, friend of the pod, Ben, who invited me to both games because I did not ask him. He asked me. And after the Nashville game, we were just talking. And he was like, you know... At this point, you know, like work is so stressful. Life is pretty stressful. I just, you know, I don't want to think about how the Bruins are doing. I just want to watch some hockey. You know, I just want to watch some hockey and I just want to enjoy it. And I was like, huh, you know, sometimes you hear something that you need to hear, right? And you're just like, that's it. It's like I get so wrapped up in wanting the Bruins to be a specific thing, specific thing, because I said, oh, they're going to win second place in the Atlantic. (laughs) Or or like, you know, I want somebody to have all the goals or whatever. And I just want the team to win all the time that I, I work. I forget about like, you know, we should just be watching it to enjoy some hockey. Right. That's what it really comes down to it. Now, I understand during the course of the game, it can be hard to really just enjoy the game when, say, your one of your star players gets boarded, comes up injured, has to leave the game, and 
the other team doesn't get called for it, nor does that guy get, nor does that sentient boat shoe get (laughs) supplemental discipline. So I understand that it can be hard, but I think what sometimes we have to refocus ourselves and think about, we we're here to watch hockey because we enjoy it and we're here to enjoy the games. So that's what I, that's, that's what I've been meditating on just watching the game to enjoy the game. So I I just wanted to share that. It was like a bit of wisdom that came my way and I wanted to send it out into the universe again. Well, and that sort of goes into my, like, I I honestly, I didn't watch any of the last three games because I just didn't feel like it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. And like, Um, honestly, it's like for years, like I've been grinding myself to dust watching games for this podcast, sometimes out of an obligation. And I mean, part of why we changed formats a bit this year was so we had the luxury of saying, you know what? Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. I I really thought I was going to skip yesterday's game because Winnipeg, but I didn't, I watched it. And also I wanted to point out Blake Wheeler, Wheeler did play yesterday, right? He did. Yep. He's back in some capacity. And oh, by the way, I found out this week that uh, unless I really try, I will not say wheel. I'll say will. Like I'm some yinzer or something. <laughs> I blame I blame my parents for this. They were from the western side of Maryland that shares a border with that part of Pennsylvania. So I will say will, I will say still, I will say all of those things. I did not get the extra R in wash. That was my other siblings. I got that. So yeah, you know, um, but anyway, my point is, is that, um, uh, Jake, uh, Jake Wheeler, Blake Wheeler. I don't know about Jake, but Blake Wheeler was playing yesterday. So they might yeah, get his, him um, back. Uh, that was his. That was his first game back. Apparently, like uh... yes. What I thought we might do is just go over a brief overview of what happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, game wise, because some big things happened. Okay, we don't have to talk about very specific things in all the games. Let's just talk about that first Washington game. Uh, first of all, let's let's preface this by saying the Boston Bruins in the last seven games that they've played are six and one. Um, their current streak win streak is at two because, well, there was a real stinker in there. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll get to that. So that first Washington game, they won seven to three. And that was a big deal because like, we just come off here on the show talking about how they'd been doing well, but been playing mostly bad teams, but then had that statement against, uh, against Tampa. And then they did it again. It is the best. Oh, my God. (laughs) So great. Well, apparently Washington has been focused on getting Ovi to that goal. Well, Um, obviously, because they don't even have goaltending right now. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Vanacek Um, uh, has um, not uh, been great. Vanacek and Samsonov are are bad. Um, Like, it's why they've been, you know, had multiple times to roll Zach Vukale. Who uh, was coming into off a great story when the Bruins ended that rather abruptly that that night? Oh, He'd have my a, he was like second all time for consecutive um uh, um for, for most for most mid- shutout minutes to start a career after Matt Hackett because of course it was someone that played like five games between Minnesota and Buffalo. But then the Bruins just said no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and my chased God. him out of the net. <laughs> oh, they did, they did. It was, 
It was beautiful. Let's just admit it. How long did he last in net? I'm looking it up. Uh, he was in net for 27 minutes and 53 seconds. Uh-huh. Just so, yeah, just about half the game. Just about half the game. Yeah, he, um, uh, he got he, after giving up goals to Pasternak, Marshawn, Grizzlick, who was, of course, the story of that game, and um, uh, and closed out with uh, with Craig with Craig Smith, and then that was that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, Grizz had five points in that game. Uh, Which is, is, is impressive. I mean, he's only has 15 points on the season. So um, that was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a full third of his points right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many defensemen have done that in Bruins history. Not many. Like two or three? It was a small list. And most of them were like the people you'd expect and also someone I'd never heard of before who played in the 50s, which is, you know, one of those forgettable times in Bruins history anyway. Yeah. The post-mid-pre-Busic era is not one one wants to think about. I mean, I was <laughs> around them, but I can't recall much. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of, like, I believe the name, that name was one that even, even friends of the pod, Mandy, who, you know, seems to generally speaking know all things historic Bruins, had no idea who this person was. <laughs> wow. Amazing. <laughs> By the way, I just want to point out something, something that blew my mind yesterday when I heard this. I was watching something on YouTube uh, where Wired talks to an astrophysicist and an astrophysicist will answer questions. Uh, So it was uh, astrophysics help or something or support. That's what it was called. And (laughs) there was a question about time travel and it added a dimension to time travel that that I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. When you are traveling in time, you also have to account for the fact that things move in space. Oh, oh yeah, um, exactly. Um, my, uh, a DeLorean-style time machine would just leave you floating, frozen to death in outer space in a shitty car from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I just somehow or another had glossed over the fourth dimension here. <laughs> or the other three dimensions other than I was going to say, yeah, the, 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 the three easy-to-understand dimensions. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it, you could very well put yourself out in space or you could bury yourself in rock or whatever. And it's just like, it's just amazing. I never thought about it. I never thought about it until until yesterday. My mind was blown because the guy just said, time travel can't happen. It just can't exist. And I was just like, I mean, not to mention the fact that time just doesn't move back on itself. It doesn't fold over on itself. You can't do that, you know. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Yes and no, but like a wormhole is a completely different – it isn't really the same thing. It is a, you know, hypothetically single entrance to different points in space-time. And they will be different points in time at either end of it because that's how space-time works. But – Right, right. But generally – not really the same thing. (laughs) Right. So unless time really works like Jeremy Baramy in The Good Place, <laughs> probably not likely. Anyway, so getting back to whatever we were talking about before, which seems wholly unimportant when thinking about <laughs> time travel. Um, <laughs> anyway, Matt Grislick, um Yeah. Um, he had a good amazing game. night. Amazing night. Then the game that I told Jeff 
he didn't have to watch because he was like, I don't know, should I watch tonight's game or tomorrow night's game? And I'm just like, I think you can skip this one because it's Montreal and they're not good. That was, uh, of course, Marshy's hat trick. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, you know, got broken up there with a, with a Curtis Lazar goal. Those are always fun. Um, like, honestly, like, I, I, that, that actually brings up something else that we haven't focused on. Like, how great has been Curtis Lazar as a throw-in in that Hall trade? Like, he's just, just been such a nice addition to the team, mostly. <laughs> he's also been like an RP. Yeah, I I love it. I wish that the second goal by Lazar, because he had two goals in that game, would have been by Vakanainen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally yeah. Vakanainen's first goal, but uh, it was... Instead Lazar, instead, Lazar got himself a three-point night out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, Lazar was a, a good addition to that. I think, though, we have to also look at the fact that they signed Noshik. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he is, he is a motor on that line. And he allows the other two guys to to do what they need to do. So I just, I do. I love it. I love having Curtis Lazar here. I love having Noshik. I love the fourth line being important again. You know, because last year you couldn't really count on it to do much of anything. And that was sad. So yeah, that's great. Every time we think about the Taylor Hall trade, I'm just like, they said, no, you have to take Curtis Lazar too. And they were like, okay. Right. <laughs> Oh. I was going to say, if you, if, you, if you look at it, basically, you're saying, okay, well, it was a second for Hall and then Lazar, Lazar Bjork straight up trade, which like, that, that, that's kind of a win on its own too. Like if you look at it as two separate, two separate trades, one's a near win and the other one's a colossal win. So like, cool. <laughs> Lazar with term, like I know he, he, with, I think this is last year on the yeah. contract. Yeah, he, yeah. But, oh my God. I mean, that's, that's a. Huge deal. And you know what? I mean, I don't really remember much of Lazar up in Buffalo because I didn't really watch that much. Um, I don't know how long he'd even been there. Because, like, before that, he was with Cal- with with Calgary. And then, of course, you know, it started his career in Ottawa, where, like, he was briefly a sensation. Then he ate that burger off the ice, and it was never the same again. That was him? <laughs> yeah, it was Lazar that ate the burger. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Yeah, so Lazar has been uh, really great. I, I love having him here. Fun guy. Fun to watch him on the ice. Fun to see that fourth line do stuff. Marshy hat tricks aren't as popular or aren't as, we don't see them as many as uh, we do pasta po- uh, hat tricks. So it was nice to see, you know. Yes. I th- I feel like I've seen more Bergeron and pasta hat tricks, which is beautiful. I love it. Keep it coming. I was going to say you've seen a lot of you've seen a lot of 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 pasta Pasta. hat tricks in person, right? Um, You know, yep. You know, with Glenn's um, repeated donations to the Hat Fund, yeah. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm just going to say that hat that Marshy picked up was sexy. It was not something we would have had. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I was like, okay, all right. So the next night. Philadelphia, who is, oh my God, Philadelphia is fucking falling apart. The wheels are gone. It is a car on fire, skidding, skidding down the street with uh, just its rims and the rest of it on fire. And there's a dumpster in there too. <laughs> it's funny. It's almost like acquiring Rasmus Ristolainen from Buffalo might have been a bad idea. <laughs> Imagine if he's the guy that's like the worst. 
Like it's just well, like, I was gonna say, he's like, he's like the opposite of Taylor. Taylor Hall, you know, if you, if you're out of the playoffs, Taylor Hall is going to get you that lottery win. Rasmus list wrist aligning though is going to make sure you don't fucking make it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just good enough to not be that bad. <laughs> yeah so i i think they were thinking hey let's get rid of Vigneault and uh sweaty henchman number three but instead they hire fucking mike yo who um is isn't always has been bad keeping in mind that mike yo getting fired is what resulted in craig baruby person um, somehow somehow managing to voodoo the blues to a uh, to, to a cup in the season that they were they had one point been dead last Mike Yo did something one time and I remembered seeing it or hearing about it and hating him for it. And I can't for the uh, for the life of me honestly remember what it was. I mean, he worked for for the wild for a while, which is for you should be more than enough. <laughs> was it was it that was it like I, I was just subjected to the worst, most boring hockey in my yes, life? And that was it. Right about he was it. still coaching that series that you felt obligated to grind your way through. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking hate him. That was the worst <laughs> hockey I've ever seen in my life. It was so boring. It like playoff hockey. It, even if you're not doing well, it should be exciting, right? That 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 was like the death march to Baton of hockey. Yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah. Mike so Mike Yo and Lindy Ruff, both of them deserve to burn in hell for that series. Oh my <laughs> god. And the and the stars would not put them away. I had predicted the stars before the series. I said stars should just sweep them for four zero. And then they let them win a game. And I'm like, why? Why? I mean I should hate the stars as much. I should, but but Minnesota was the worst. Okay. Here's the thing about that though is that that series is the, the the stars didn't have an excuse to be that bad to, to be that boring. And incidentally, how the hell does does Jim Nail still have a still have a job? Is he just like coasting on winning the second trade? Yeah, because he's literally never done anything else worth like you know mentioning down there, and the team is continuously middling at best. Did he really win that Sagan trade? I mean, wasn't didn't that trade just kind of turn out? I mean, remember bad? Boston has nothing from that trade now. And while they, I mean, while they are still wildly overpaying Tyler Sagan, remember they got him out freshly on that nice contract and got good production for the duration of that contract. Anything that happens after a resigning is no longer part of the trade the trade calculations. All <laughs> right. Well, still, you know, <laughs> the only time they made it to a final was after he resigned. So, but he was a non-factor because that was the injury that resulted in him missing the entire next season that he was like f playing through at the time, right? Yeah, I, so, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I guess, like, technically, you're correct, of course, that the, the, the pieces of the trade remaining and, and working out, blah, 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 that is winning the trade. But I also look at it as like, well, both teams, they didn't really do anything. But I guess I'm expecting too much. Just expecting too much. I guess I, I got it. I got to work on my expectations. Expectations lead to disappointments. That's what a wise drag queen from Boston once said. So, um, yeah. So, Philadelphia, that's where we started here, yeah, is terrible. Uh, yep, it's terrible. Um, but it wasn't really, at least it didn't feel at the time to be that strong a game from Boston, but they still won on the back of a Pasternak hat trick. Uh, <laughs> Interesting to rest because uh, first game back. 
Yes, yes, it was too good. A little shaky, but at first, but he started getting into a groove further. But again, it was a soft target. (laughs) As I said on Monday, no, not Monday. I'm sorry. As I said on Tuesday, ah, Tuka's usually pretty bad in October, and right now is his October. This is true. This is very yeah. He always starts off slow. Um, That's what I said after he let yeah. in three goals. Oh, and he like this is his first games in seven months too, right? So <laughs> I I understand he didn't have any warm ups. They should have had some warm ups, but he didn't have any warm ups. They're going with that. I was glad to see Tuca back. I love Tuca, and I know I know Tuca, and I know that you're not always going to get like primo Tuca right off the bat during the season. It's okay. And honestly, neither goal of that game can really be blamed on him. That Atkinson goal was undefendable. What was undefendable, and then, well, everyone in front of him just shat themselves on the Farabee goal. <laughs> it's Farabee. He's a Bruins killer. He just yeah. is. We should want him to be on our team, but he's going to stay with Philly until. No, no, the, the scoring winger they're going to trade and end up trading is going to be Konechny. Yes, his scoring has dried up over. For the last two seasons. So someone's going to take a flyer on him because he's got a decent contract and hopes that he can come back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe he'll go to Columbus so he can sit next to his uh, old pal, Jakub Voracek, in a press conference I mean, so, so Konechny <laughs> was actually one of the guys that I wanted in that first round of the 2015 draft. Like, my wish list out of those three picks going into it was Zaboral, Konechny, Kyle, Connor. So eh, I don't know how well that's aged. Connor, I couldn't imagine that a player in that first round that would have been a worse Bruin than Kyle Connor. People talk, like, talk about Connor as missed opportunity. The Bruins would have traded that player by now because there is, he is one of the worst defensive players in the league. <laughs> Isn't he the scoring leader on Winnipeg right now? He scores like a madman, but he is a catastrophic defensively. I mean, don't get me wrong. Winnipeg forwards in general are the same. You can say the exact same thing about Blake Wheeler and Mark Schiefle. It's mm-hmm. a weird thing about that team, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that pasta trick was really great. Um, I asked my husband if he was sad that he was not there at the garden um, he- uh, to throw his hat, but uh, he's, he's like, I'm a little sad. So I mean, but on the other hand, I'm sure he's sick of buying new hats. Well, you know, I got to tell you just, it's hard to get into the pro shop these days. So Replacing the hat is the troublesome part, you know? Uh, also, yeah. as a hat connoisseur, you never get sick of buying hats. I have so many hats, and I love every single one of them. I'm trying to find my latest hat. I put it somewhere in this room. Anyway, yes, I agree. <laughs> the last hat that he lost was a scally hat. Ooh. And I was very curious oh. as to why he wore that to a game night at the Bruins. And I'm just like, Clint, you're not going to have that hat by the end of the night. Well, it's like when someone like scores a hat trick at like Dallas and you see a cowboy hat on the ice, like that's a $300 fucking hat guys. What are you doing? Bringing that to a hockey game. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Decisions. That's a decision you can make. Yeah. So that was really great. Then remember how you made fun of me, how I was going to have to watch that Nashville game with my pants off because Roman Yossi. And then I got invited to the game because because Ben knew that I would want to go see the Preds. 
because we're musy. But he, he failed to account for the fact that you'd rather not wear pants while wearing the Preds. But anyway. <laughs> well, anyway. Yes, I, I wore pants. They were very cute. They had skulls all over them. It's great. That's cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and stars, too. It's great. Two of my favorite things. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I started drinking seltzer. Damn it, hey, why do I do this? Me too. I I, I just, I, I, hell yeah. I Let's my... all put our seltzers to camera so the podcasters can <laughs> see it. Woohoo! Oh. Polar cherry limeade seltzer. It's one of my favorites. I can still get it. I'm still can't like... get the cans down here. Really? Polar, yeah. Hmm. We got, the, we got the, the bottles. Not as many varieties as you guys have, but yeah. I like the cans because, like, you can drink it on your own time. Whereas once you open the bottle, it's like you got. Yeah, you have yeah. like a very limited amount of time. Yeah, so. twelve hours to finish that thing. Yep, yep. And I mean, if you just drink it out of the bottle, it's just totally fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and, and and polar out of the can. In my case specifically, the the um, uh, the uh, cranberry lime has a has a has a carbonation sting that you don't get out of a bottle, even freshly cracked. Oh, <laughs> I know. I think that's maybe that's why I love the cans because they're very carbonated. I love it. Anyway, um, hi. Okay, so oh, oh my god, you got kisses from me. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay. For those of you who don't speak girl, who's seen a puppy, <laughs> I said I was going to explode because he got kisses. Oh, monkey, I need to brush you. <laughs> I got my one kiss from Boomer a week yesterday, so. Oh, he's stingy, huh? This one's very forthcoming. Very kissy dog. <laughs> I mean, when I had Vegas, Vegas would give me kisses all the time. Like one of the things we had to do when we got back from a walk was we had to sit down and she had to give me all the kisses. So um, I, I mean, I she's big on sneaking up behind you when you're in the car. She's in the back seat and going for the ear kisses, which is like a bad time. But, you mm-hmm. know, I appreciate yeah. the enthusiasm. Boomer sits <laughs> right between the front seats of the car. Like he doesn't sit. He stands from the back seat there so he can be part of the no, she keeps seat. trying and i keep like having to you know put her in her place it's like no mika don't do that <laughs> yeah um boomer's not gonna listen so um unless he's really whiny and then i tell him to go lay down but anyway yeah so uh i love kissy dogs i do not have a kissy dog but i have a dog who basically is like i need you to pay all the attention to me all the time i need you to give me all the love right now so he's like not cuddly but he is lovey and, you know, actually, what's really wonderful for us as people is uh, animals help us de-stress when we pet them. So uh, he makes sure I pet him a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I wasn't planning on going to that Preds game, but uh, we did. And I'm going to just say one thing. I thought I left my house soon enough, picked him up, and was going to get to the game in plenty of time to get our butts in the seats by the time that started. The Bruins had already scored like twice before we got into our seats. Because... Oh, so you missed both the Smith and Riley goals, huh? Ah, we got in just after Riley scored. Talking um, about no pants, that Riley goal. Swing! Riley had a good game, and he hasn't yeah. had a lot of those this season, so that was no. nice. And it was a nice feed from the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Howla. So, you know, basically, it's, it's just a former Pred goal, you know. <laughs> yeah. Poor former Pred tonight, we had, we had Smith's or a goal. Howla had the assist there. Yeah, the boys did well. And I loved how Smith and the Preds had no love loss between the t- two of them because Smith was feisty that game. Um, 
there was uh, some going back and forth. They did not really like each other for whatever reason, which I think is curious. But for a guy that was there so long, it kind of struck me as sort of unceremonious. Just you don't usually see someone that's been with the team for over ten years just sort of like have such an anticlimactic exit. Yeah, move on. But there it was. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, COVID. Thank uh. you. Whatever. Um, yeah. So that game. It it was one of those games where it's like you were hoping the Bruins were going to hold on and then, you know, they would score and then the Preds would score. And, and Roman Yossi, God damn it. Roman Yossi, as much as I love you, I never want you to score when I'm watching the game. Hmm. But, but, but then that OT. That oh, OT, my God. Like the, 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 the sequence leading to that goal, like like that Vakaninen breakup, which Vakaninen, guys. Mm-hmm. Like what? I feel like you should be like... Like fucking A. He's been fucking great. He's been fucking great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. And but like it's it's hard to tell what the team's gonna do once with with everyone actually healthy and never able to play and stuff with them because like they haven't been willing to roll him on right wing, even though the logical person for him to oust would be Clifton. Mm-hmm. I mean, not right wing, but on the right side. And like, I, they're not going to start scrap, start scratching Riley or foreboard for him. But like, this guy's got to keep playing. His, his, his play has been solid. His underlines and the minutes played have both been, have both been fantastic. Like, where did he even come from, though? Because he's never shown this at any level, this quality at any level that we've seen him at. <laughs> but defensemen take sometimes take longer. I mean, it's a harder position than forwards. So we know that in the past, you know, 26 was considered prime for defensemen when they finally got it. And now we're asking them to get younger. Oh, are you you clapping for my, my, my point that I made? Uh, we know this, and we know that goalies also – take a long time to season which is why it's so curious to see so many young goalies out there uh doing well and um and that brings up a point of who i don't want to trade to edmonton later we'll talk about that but just a stupid rumor that i'm just like no quash it let's go um but anyway uh yeah that that sequence was fantastic as bruce cassidy would say about the vodka nine thing it's a good problem to have so um I don't know if the answer is to kind of platoon them or something and keep him on the taxi squad or I don't know. They'll figure out a way. Right now, Bruce Cassidy seems to be going with the uh, he seems to not be mixing things up unless he needs to uh, because he's got something that's working. Uh, So he's been less blendery, but also he's going to stick with something to make it work, which is nice because it's really hard to watch. His only rotation cast has been the third line and that's been out of avail and that's been out of necessity stemming from availability of personnel <laughs> exactly exactly that's but you know we're used to seeing him like things aren't working in a game and he starts mixing it all up very quickly and we've been seeing that only when there's an injury but yeah the top six he's been he's been keeping that rigid and like when have we ever seen him keep that keep a second line together for more than like 15 minutes again (laughs) (laughs) i mean again partly there's been a personnel issue but like wow (laughs) i mean like obviously you keep this second line together and like it's still i still find myself going back and forth do they need to acquire a 2c howl is clearly not holding these guys back but at the same time 
what could mm. they be with a with an actual top six center? You just gotta you gotta ride it right now. Yeah, you just have to ride it right now, and hopefully, I mean, when is the trade deadline? It's gotta be the end of next month, right? Late March. It's quite late this year. Oh, okay. It's late March. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, because well, of the, you... uh, the the uh, the break for uh, the break well, that isn't break. happening anymore. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Words. Yeah. That, no, that's okay. Yeah, we knew what you were thinking. Yes. We Olympic knew. break. Yeah. Olympic break that isn't happening for anybody. They'll figure it out before then. They've got some time to figure this out. So that's good. But, you know, when you make a, a deal at the deadline, you're going to pay a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I Unfortunately, I would love to have all sorts of answers today. And I just find that um, I don't. It's okay. So anyway, yes, that Hall that Hall overtime goal just before uh, with, with the other players that were on the ice, I forgot who it was that was the complement of players they had tried, you know, unsuccessfully to score in exactly the same way or a very similar way, and it didn't work. But then Pasta and Hall, you know, with the help of Vakanen, managed to make it happen. It was beautiful, loved it. Good way to end the game. How often do you see teams on three on three roll no or roll a group with no centers? Not often, uh, but it worked out just fine. Right there, should that tell you what you need to know about yeah. the second line? That answers a lot about why Hell is working. And again, as I said, the big thing there is he's not dragging them down. Right. Yeah, and this is my a personal opinion. Yeah, faceoff wins are really nice, but I think slightly overrated. So you can if you have just three skates who know how to possess the puck. Yes, winning the face-off means you typically possess the puck first. But, yeah, Hala, just don't fuck up. Good job. And just the fact that Pasta and Hall both had just enough poise to just make that happen. Just love it. I mean, Hall's been in the league for how many years now? Uh, 10 or 11, you know? But, uh, Pasta sometimes Pasta didn't take a shot where he didn't need to. He passed it and it worked out fantastic. So there you go. That's all you need to know. I, I think that's the big story here is the instant chemistry between these two. Yep. Keep it going. I love it. Keep it going. Um, and I do think then interestingly, the question on the, the second line center would be, can you find a player with more skill who stylistically is similar to Howla seems to be probably the way you want there. Okay. And is that even a thing? I don't even know. Or if they are they available, the answer is probably no. <laughs> if if Hall and Pasta can get the job done, and Howla is basically there to take faceoffs and not drag them down, then this isn't much of a problem. <laughs> unless they both they all go into a slump which i don't want to think about let's not entertain it mm. um so but you know we see games where pasta doesn't score and it's not the end of the world right and the fourth line getting in there you know a third line getting in there you know because fourth line didn't have a good night there on didn't have a good afternoon there against nashville but but still <laughs> that happens it happens yeah. You just get out manned and outplayed and that happens. But it's it's fine. I'm just saying overall, 
We've got scoring on all these lines. Not as much scoring, but we've got scoring. So that's good. Now, um, I, I... So we have to mention this getting the next one because something important happened before the game. Yes, we got there in plenty of time because I really wanted to see the Willie O'Ree uh, banner raising. And it's sad that Willie wasn't there, but he's 86 years old and we're in a pandemic. And that's just how it goes. When you're 86 years old and it's a pandemic, you can do whatever the hell you want. I, I think when you're 86 years old, you can do whatever the fuck you yeah. want. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he he watched from home with his family, and that was very sweet. Uh, he gave um, some remarks that my husband said he felt were a little long, and I'm just like short attention spans. But anyway, I just felt like it was a beautiful ceremony. Anson Carter was there with uh, lots of the youth that were supported by Score Hockey and the past and the present, which is a group that uh, Willie O'Ree has inspired and worked with and all that stuff. They did the banner raising. It was beautiful. They spoke to Anson during intermission in, in the in the, uh, in the the actual rink area. So that was really nice because, you know, he felt like he, he came to the Bruins uh, very early in his career, like some 40 years later. But without Willie O'Ree, he you know, who knows when that would have happened, right? So it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I I loved it. Uh, anybody who doesn't think that Willie O'Ree should be honored in such a way can just go fuck off. That's how I think about it. So very glad to be there. I really wanted to see that. So I'm very happy. Thank you, Ben, for asking me to go. But then we were a captive audience for the worst hockey game I've ever seen. <laughs> Five against in the first period. Dear oh, t- fucking t- God. Tuca was not having a good night. He, he just like, like I said, this is Tuca's October. Oh, that was just, it was ugly. And I was not surprised at all when Omar started the second. Uh, after the third goal, it was like, pull Tuca. It's just going to get worse. Then he let in another one. They and- let two more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, you know, Ben says to me at one point, he goes, well, Omar's got to let in his obligatory two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's in his contract, isn't it? <laughs> so that game, I was like, I OK, so they're playing the Hurricanes. Big Jersey number retirement ceremony to start the game. I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to have a late night hockey game. I am. Today's going to be a hockey day. Oh, boy. I did not make it through the first period. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, oh, now, thankfully, only one Carolina Hurricane fan on my hockey team. I didn't mean to, but I ended up drafting, I ended up drafting uh, three other Bruins fans on my hockey team. So we were all kind of pissy. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I still got Raz pretty good from all my other uh, hockey hockey friends. Especially, and I don't. Especially because of what uh, some social media uh, shenanigans oh. was going on before the game. <laughs> oh, uh, it, comparing Vincent Trocek uh, to Brad Marchand. And when you look at their numbers, as Brad pointed out on his Instagram before deleting that post, that it's like comparing a Prius to a Lamborghini. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, the Twitter account had to say, the L was for Lamborghini and, and Brad Marchand was like, yeah, you're the reason why we pay 20% in escrow. 
And like, I don't even understand how this came up. Like, Trushek's a great player. Like, really. But like, why would you compare a extremely cromulent two C against the best left winger in the goddamn league? Yeah, I mean, it's it was Sportsnet who posted the Instagram or Twitter uh, comparison. So, I mean, Trocek had nothing to do with it. So, good nope. good on him. I mean, nope. Marshan made it personal for, for everyone involved. But, uh, you know, to me that's um, some light-hearted but good trash talk. And Tauruses um, get a little bit sensitive about their achievements. Yeah. So, if you're calling them something and you're comparing them to somebody else who does not apply... They're going to let you know. It's yeah. a sense of pride. We're full of pride. Um, no, didn't Trocek say something about a rat? Like, Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's that's why Brad chirped back. Yeah. Because he said, are you calling me a rat or something like that? Oh, thank you for that, that missing piece. <sighs> you got to know that Tim's always going to have that missing piece for us. Yep. I think I remember that now. And so, like, yeah, when Brad saw that. That's why he came back and did what he did. For the most part, I don't think that Brad really cares about being called a rat. He knows that. Like, he kind of embraces that heel thing, right? Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's, he's gone full in on, on, on charming wrestling heel at this point in his career, and it's fantastic. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I okay, maybe it was just more of like he was using his pride to joke back. But whatever. The, the thing is, is that it was funny. Oh, yeah. But it also it kind of riled up people. So, you know, by the way, I just want to I want to go back to the, the, the Preds game for a minute. In the stands behind us, there was a guy who was he apparently had had a lot to drink and he was having himself a good time. I'm going to call him Drunky Brewster. <laughs> Drunky Brewster would yell out all sorts of things during the game, and it was just hilarious, right? He was not an obnoxious drunk. Maybe for the people right around him, but for, for us, it was fun. Ben and I would just look at each other and laugh. At one point, a Bruins player hits a Preds player. The Preds player goes down, and and simultaneously we hear, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> so I'm like, that was perfect. I don't know if he planned that, but it worked out. So then Brad, when Brad went after um, Dante Fabro and hit him behind the net, <laughs> when he did that, I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is my new saying. <laughs> That's my new saying. Whenever a Bruins player hits somebody and they fall down. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That was the thing I wanted to tell you about before, but I wanted it to be more organic. But I see that Jeff didn't think it was very funny, so... Whatever. <sighs> yeah, fuck that guy. I guarantee you, you're going to be saying that at every game you go to now. I guarantee you. Like, I I love it. I love it. I think it's I think it's hilarious. Yeah, fuck that guy. You know, hopefully I don't say it when somebody gets hurt. But right, you know. right. Um, but anyway, let's get back to that Carolina game. It was terrible. It was a trash game, and I sat there through the whole thing. I sat there and I took it, and I just. Sometimes you have to do penance, and that's what happened. Uh, and the thing about that is, you know what? Sometimes a team lays an egg. You just got to take it on the chin and move on. Yeah. They were so bad. You're just like, yep, yep, we fucked up. Okay. Isolated event. I mean, like, the Canes are a very good team, but the Bruins played like dog shit, and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, incidentally, uh, Joe, our our former ref friend, current friend, former ref, said he had an idea that uh, with an emotional banner raising beforehand that the Bruins would probably have a tough time playing. And that is um, what happened. They were just flat. They were just flat and terrible. And there you go. Cassidy said, burn the tape on that one. And we all agreed to move on. So there you go. That's all there was. Now, the next game, Washington, I didn't watch it for good reason. Because I was going to see Tig Notaro, which I've, I've I, always I, wanted to see her. I, I, I'm sick of most of the caps. I'd watched, well, I'd watched a Washington game the week before. Why would I have watched this one, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I had a choice of seeing Tig down in Providence or seeing Tig at the Chevalier in Medford. The Chevalier is very nice in Medford, and that would have been Friday night. But finding parking around it is hell. And a hell that I didn't really want to to experience. So I decided to go see the show in Providence. And I'm very happy I did because I have not laughed so long and hard at a comedy show in my life. You know, Tig's not for everyone. She says that. But for the ones who really get her, oh, man, what a good show. So I don't regret it. But I am um, one. I love that Brad had the the viral moment with the kid's phone. That was hilarious before the game. And, but two, we lost guys. Anton Bleed, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I saw the hit. It was a good hit. It was a clean hit. It was a hard hit. I was going to say it was a shoulder into the into the into the logo on his on his chest, basically. Just uh, this is just absolutely trucked. I mean, like people people talked about it because it was Tom Wilson, which only gives him more power. no one who knows anything had any problem with that hit and if you're using that to stir up shit then fuck off because daily face-off was like you know trying to stir up shit it's like there's nothing wrong with the hit i have nothing to say i'm not a big tom wilson fan but that was a by the books clean hard hit it's okay you know what Good hits can result in bad situations after. That's just how it is. So I feel bad. Uh, We don't know exactly why he's out. It's a UBI. Could be a concussion. Could be his soul was knocked out of his body. Could be um, broken rib or something. I don't know. Could be any number of things. Don't know. You can not like the result. And I think that's what it is. I don't like the result because it ended up he left the game. But I don't have any problem with the hit. But the the, um, the sentient boat shoe, Garnet Hathaway, his hit on Brad Marchand was dirty. It was boarding. And he got absolutely zip for that. And had it been reversed. Oh, my God. Four games, it was the other way around. Exactly. Exactly. And he would have been kicked out of the game. So it's just it's it's really annoying uh, that Brad's reputation goes both ways. Uh you know, I actually saw a tweet that said that uh, Brad, I, they were surprised that player safety hadn't come back with a three-game suspension for Brad Marchand for being hit like that by Garnet Hathaway. You know, which I thought was funny at the time. But uh, because it's just, it's just the way it is. It, it's just, it's very frustrating. So the fact that Brad fucking came back from that, because we're all, you know, Friday morning. Friday morning, we in our little group chat, you know, I know that Jeff was just like, oh, Marshy's done. 
you know, if he's gone for any significant time, we're done. You know, it's just like, calm down. I don't know what's going on. I mean, on. like, uh, it's like I, I was being pessimistic, but like, I don't think even the most the the the, 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 the most moon faced grinning optimist could have possibly expected him to be back two days later. Oh no, no, I didn't expect <laughs> him to be back two days yeah, later. I, I'm, I'm going to play the role of the optimist in this family uh, uh, in this uh, scenario, and I am kind of moon faced. So yes, <laughs> yes. So I mean, I wasn't like that wasn't meant to attack at anyone. That was just sort of a general comment. It's like even the most banal positive thinker couldn't have possibly expected that <laughs> i'm not pollyanna and i don't plan to to pretend that i am but i i didn't want to get sucked into this whole like morass of like oh no if brad is gone for a long time what's going to happen because i'm i'm trying to adopt a new philosophy of just trying to enjoy the games and not let things get me down because i got enough shit getting me down so this is supposed to be enjoyable. So uh, that's where I'm going. So I did not expect him back yesterday. I didn't expect him back this week. He came back and yesterday. The, the way Cassidy was talking on Friday, it sounded like we're probably he was probably going to miss a week or so. Yeah. I mean, Brad, in his postgame comments, I know that we glossed over that Washington game. Let's just say Bruins won four to three. And was it like a last minute win or something? I don't remember. I didn't see the game. No, um, yeah, got Charlie um, at nineteen fifteen in the third. <laughs> okay, yeah, and- Charlie, Charlie fucking McAvoy, who stepped up in that game. Um, you know, uh, so he had himself a, a time in a game after that. So, got to make sure we give the the props to him. Good on Charlie. Yeah. Um, but say one thing about the ESPN broadcast. Okay, sure. So. Um, for the people saying, oh, I couldn't find this game, blah, blah, blah. and uh, a lot of people were saying that, I'm like, it's on Hulu, it's ESPN Plus, get the app, it's okay, breathe. Does it suck However, that you gotta pay extra for a uh, streaming service? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, ESPN's what, camera work is so fucking bad. <laughs> camera angles were bad. <laughs> the most annoying thing, though, is that, well, okay, the, the, uh, uh, it was Boosh, um, mm-hmm. who was the in-game uh, uh, color commentator. Great job. Um, and they had, um, oh, wow. See, talking on the fly is difficult. I, um, his nickname is The Moose. Why can't I think? Mark Messier. Mark okay, Messier, Messier was at the desk. Okay. Messier was horrible. Like, he's never been on television in his life. He's not He's not great. Um now, see, I thought Messier and Chelios together are great. I love watching them. So I think maybe having two hockey players to speak to each other was good. Messier was paired with just... Linda Cohn? Like a, like a, yeah, I forget who. It was just a, it wasn't Linda Cohn. I, I would have been good. Um, it was just, you know, a person sitting on a desk like, hello, hello, welcome to ESPN Hockey Night. It was um, Bob uh, Levy. Not Bob. Steve Levy. Um, so, but... There was no, he couldn't, there was no, Steve. no chemistry. Yeah, Steve Levy. And it was awful. But on top of that, my God, all the, everyone was saying, good win for the Bruins. But it's, uh, of course, it's hard to really judge this win because the Caps are missing so many players. The Bruins played half the game without Marchand. Yep. Ha- didn't have bleed. Down two left wings. I mean, that, that, 
That grinded my gears. The 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 national bias towards teams that have superstars like Ovi, like Crosby, like I guess McDavid. If <laughs> if Sorry, if they even cared about uh, what was that? I had to laugh just because Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if they cared about Edmonton at all, which they, they really don't, because it's a Canadian team, but. Uh, Okay, let's say that the the uh, Maple Leafs, the teams that have these mega stars and stuff like that, they the bias towards them on the national broadcast is still happening, and it's really fucking annoying. It's one of the reasons why it's like, you know, I I replied to somebody the other day. I'm like, I don't mind not having a studio show. I don't mind not watching that during the intermissions because I just don't care. You're not telling me, especially in the national broadcast, you're not telling me anything I don't already know about either team. Honestly, and Washington's push right now to get Ovi to get that record is what's going to be their downfall because you're going to push for this record as opposed to winning the games. Now, Boston being able to shut down Ovi is a story. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're not looking at it. Um, Washington had three or four power plays. Uh, I think the first three, they had zero shots on goal. That's impressive. Yes. For the yes. Bruins. Yes. And impressively bad for the Caps. Right. So so basically, I'm just... I, there are so many things that you can talk about with these games, but they don't give a shit about talking about the things they should be talking right. about. The things that people like you and I would want to talk about and hear. And I'm going to say the Nesson group, too. It's like I don't even watch the pregames or the intermissions anymore unless there's something that interesting in the intermissions because I'm just I'm tired of it. Like, I, I want to watch the game. And actually, I said to my husband yesterday, I said, I kind of wish that there were an option that we could just turn the broadcasters off mm-hmm. and just listen to the game and the ambiance. Okay. Because there were it some might have games been... recently on my stream that glitched that did that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, it might have been that I saw two games in a rink this week. And, you know, when you're watching the game, it's just it's the crowd. It's what you can hear from on the ice. You know what I mean? It's like uh, occasionally you'll have the music that's in in the rink. You know what I mean? When when the stoppage of play happens. But I like that. I I don't. I don't necessarily want to hear Jack or Brick or whomever. I mean, I don't mind Brick as much, but Jack just has irritated me a little bit too much lately. I don't necessarily want to hear the broadcasters anymore. I wish there were that option that you could just turn that off because a lot of times I can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell me. Yeah. So it, that's where I am now uh, at, at that. And I look probably unpopular opinion. This is just my opinion. You do what you want to do. You enjoy what you want to enjoy. That's just how I feel about it. I'm a little different view just because like, I don't actually get to see really any, any of the, the Nesson um, uh, intermission stuff doesn't uh, show up on my stream, uh, on my streams. Same. Like, and like, sometimes I would like to see that at least with the, with the ESPN and Turner broadcast, neither of which I've actually seen that many because invariably the games that I choose not to watch seem to be those ones. Those are the only ones I actually get to see those. So I don't have that kind of fatigue, but I understand because generally speaking, talking heads, regardless of what they're talking about, don't really have anything to add to the discourse. Um. <laughs> hmm. If you had a VPN, 
and we could say that you had uh, that you lived in this area. We could get you to see that stuff on the Nesson app. Ooh. But anyway. And now a uh, word from our sponsors, uh, ExpressVPN. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that would have been so good if we actually did have a sponsorship with them. Segway. Boom. <laughs> I know. I know. If If I were more ambitious and I wanted to make money on this podcast or at least cover the costs or whatever, I would do that. But I'm not that ambitious. I'm sorry. You know what I so find ambitious? The listeners have to just listen to us. You know what I find ambitious and great for listening? Raycon earbuds. You know, I got a pair of Raycon earbuds. Did you hear my story about... Oh, this is hilarious. Ready? Talking to my friend Wendy. Uh, I'm trying out the new earbuds. Uh, after I finally figured out how to pair them. Because, hey, they come with no instructions. So you have to look it up. Um, so after I figure out that I had to unpair them from one device and pair them up mm-hmm. with another. Right? I'm putting them in my ears and I'm trying to do a hands-free thing so I can actually do some cooking and talk to my friend Wendy, but they keep fucking falling out of my ears. And so uh, I'm like, wait a minute, Wendy. So then I go and I get some painter's tape and I tape them to my ears, but that's still not working. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taping these things to my ears. They keep falling out. She's like, honey, you know that the little silicone thing comes in different sizes. They just put it on the default one. So you just change the size to fit your ear. I'm like, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to change to the smallest size possible and they fit a lot better. They're not perfect. I think ideally I have to have no silicone ear things yeah. so that they'll fit because my ear canal is very small apparently. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was hilarious that um, I I did what I what came naturally. I just thought I'd tape it to my ears. Yeah, yeah, this is what, this is what all the kids do. <laughs> anyway, okay, yes, I do have some. I have not really used them much. I hope to change that soon. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, yesterday's game, of course, Winnipeg, uh, Bruins won three to two. I watched that game and I can remember very little about it. Um, first period sucked. Bruins looked like poop. Um, Oscar Steen did a thing, which is always nice. Um, Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He scored. It was beautiful. Um, there was some crazy deflection for Winnipeg's second goal, which I think was in the second period. But overall, I thought the Bruins, or was that the end of the first? It was the end of the first. I can't rec- remember. Yeah, the um, Winnipeg didn't really do things after the first. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bruins, I thought, looked great in the second period and third period. Lovely little goal uh, by uh, Pasta. And the Bruins just kind of, actually, that last that last 90 seconds of the game with the Bruins on the penalty kill. I mean, that was I was I was all by myself, but I was jumping up and down like, ooh, ooh, come on, come on, block it, block it, block it, ooh, get, put, put, come on, come on, push them out of the crease, come on, come on, and then the, the, they won. Um, Forbert, I think, earned his entire salary on the last 30 seconds of, of uh, regulation. I enjoyed watching that game. I, I, I really, normally I like matinee games, manatee games. For whatever reason, I'm like, I don't want a manatee game today. I want to watch the game at I mean, night. For... These late af- these mid afternoon starts are kind of obnoxious yeah. too. Yeah, it's like like a, like a three Eastern. Like, what the fuck actually even is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like yeah, it's one a o'clock. Bad time. It's kind of fun. 
Yeah, you know what? I guess time-wise, the 3 o'clock would work out better for me because I can get my dog walked before that. But I don't know. I, I kind of just like having an evening game. But the good thing is that this game was at 3 and I could see the Pride game at 7. So Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the, yes, uh, the Boston Pride had not played in 48 days. Holy shit. a long time. That's a long time. They had a lot of COVID problems and stuff. Oh, so they had their own shit. They so they had a team shutdowns and then the league shutdown. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Well, I mean, they you know last year in the bubble they kind of mismanaged all that the the whole league. So oh, that was a fucking calamity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they didn't want to have that happen again. So it was a forty-eight day shutdown, and the Pride still managed to win that game last night, uh, three-one. So uh, that was good. They Um, are not doing so. Yeah, they're not doing as well tonight. They were oh, down okay. three nothing after one. Oh God! Well, okay. Well, that's not fun. But uh, yeah, that game's going on right now. But uh, I am obviously here with you guys, and I I wonder if Daddy's watching that game and if Daddy's upset, and maybe that's why Boomer is here with me right now. Boston Pride's jerseys look awesome. Oh, are you talking about the the blue? I mean, the black that fades into yellow. Yeah, that's their the, new one. Yeah. Normally, I'm not a fan of that kind of look because it's it's normally not done well. But that just looks. Mm. Yeah, my uh, my husband has a uh, Salander one that is, uh, uh, you know, their their one goalie. He has that one in that that type, and he got me the regular yellow because I look so awesome in yellow. With the general Pride logo, which I do enjoy. We didn't go to the games this weekend just because COVID. Mm. Neither of us was feeling it yesterday. I wasn't really feeling it great, so I didn't want to go. And then today, I think it was just, uh, it was much of the same thing. We're just like, "Mm, let's go next month, you know? So there you go. Yeah. They put together six wins over the last two weeks. That is fantastic. And uh, I hope the Bruins keep their winning ways. Actually, I, w- I said to, to Glenn yesterday, I'm like, I'm actually sad they're going to have to go on a road trip soon. Because I like all this game at home stuff. It's kind of fun. No, it's crazy. There are still teams in the NHL which have played less games than the Bruins. Well, I, the Islanders like like didn't play from like mid-November until like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It gave them enough time to get their team back together, Which I guess. Which is why you keep seeing people like, well, the Islanders should catch up. No, they can't. Like, if you see the actual numbers, the pace they have to they have to win at for the rest of the season, it's actually impossible. Because mm-hmm. they're talking like they have to score, they have to win at like 134-point pace for the rest of the season to make the playoffs. So why does anyone talk about that as being plausible? Oh, no. Too bad. The is it just, because it's too boring East, is it just too boring that the East is fucking done? Probably. Or whatever, yeah. What do you mean by it's fucking done? There is statistically almost impossible that any team that isn't currently in the playoffs or wild card. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, like, 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 so the the Detroit being the you know one that's just behind, that's just behind Boston in the wild card race, um, have four games in hand and are eight points back. I'm oh, sorry, Boston mm. has four games in hand and is eight points ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruins are closing in on Toronto. Their uh, their win percentage, their point percentage is higher than Washington. Um, like I saw something like projections, and Boston's actually more likely to get the wild card one than the wild card two. Which um, mm. fuck yes. 
I mean, actually, well, right now, yeah, because that puts you in the Metro for the playoffs then. Yeah. I Rather than end out of the Atlantic meat grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, wild card one. Wild card one. Those teams in the in the Metro either, but like I'll take the Rags, Carolina, Pittsburgh over Florida, Tampa, Toronto. Wild card one. Wild card one. Wild card one. Wild card one. Like like the worst the worst spot to be is almost certainly wild card two. So like let's get the fuck out of that spot. <laughs> I would take Atlantic three over wild card two right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild card one. Wild, wild card, card one. one. Wow. I like it. I like it. Let's just do that chant every uh, every episode. Wild card one. Wild card one. I say wild card. You say one. Wild card. One. <laughs> wild card. One. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Easier path is what I want. Let's do it. Only because I just, yeah, you know, you know, you know, we don't need to discuss it more. You know. All right. So let's talk about some injuries. John Moore and Trent Frederick have been out for a while with UBIs, probably concussions, I think. And you know what? Like, whatever. <laughs> I know a listener, like, sort of like, you know, bag, was bagging on me a bit this week about my uh, about my disinterest in Trent Frederick. But <laughs> he just doesn't serve she accused a purpose. Me, she accused me of trying to break her heart when oh. I said that Trent Frederick was uh has a ubi and that he's still out and and i'm like no i'm not jeff (laughs) also what's funny every time you say ubi i get upper body injury i'm hearing uti every single time (laughs) just pissing a rash of urinary tract infections going around the bruins (laughs) oh imagine if it were upper body infection that's even like what is that if wasn't there like a, a Universal Technical Institute UTI at one point? It's oh like, my oh my god, bad initials. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go there, Boomer. Yeah, so UBIs. Uh, no, we're not trying to break your heart at Debbie Ram. We're not trying to break your heart. It's just the reality of the situation. He He's out with the UBI. So is John Moore. Although John Moore, I wonder if it's that somebody tried to steal his eyelashes because they're too beautiful for a man. Uh, honestly, the the John Moore injury is a problem more because that means the team stuck carrying his whole cap hit because they couldn't because they can't because while he's injured while he's on injury reserve they can't bury him, which means a little bit less cap that they cap space that they accrue and run up to the deadline. Fuck, but yeah. I so I never wish injury on any any Bruins player but I'm like oh yeah John John Moore exists yeah. honestly like at this point like I just John Moore's been a cursed man from day one when he got here mm-hmm. and at this point I just kind of and I don't really wish this on him I just kind of want it almost to be a career ender just so he goes away because I'm sick of you know John Moore's getting healthy injured well I mean maybe the Bruins they they just need to have a defenseman who's constantly injured. So maybe you just sign players like, hey, will you carry this constantly injured it's mantle? Like, it's like, uh, dude, Kevin Miller is no more. We need yeah. you to be this. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll pay you $10 million over four years for it. Nope, more than $10 million, $11 million to just be broken. <laughs> But like honestly, like they just surfed back. So I never understood the John Moore signing at the time. 
Like it was a vote of no confidence in Grizzly, who immediately like asserted himself and said no. Right. <laughs> I feel like we could just if we took all of the sound clips of us not understanding John Moore's contract, we could make an entire episode out of it. I guess not even a bad contract. It's just he never served a purpose on this this team from day one. I just assumed that he was just going to be taken by Seattle. That was the whole purpose of the contract. That's what but I then thought. Then things just went wrong, so there was no hope of that. Oh, God. All right. Well, so he wasn't Seattle Insurance. I mean, Fuck maybe us. that was the idea, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> it did not. It did not. Still one more year on that deal, too, which is super. <laughs> Fantastic. So Anton Bleed, UBI. Don't know what it is. And Mike Riley is uh, is on COVID protocol at present. Because apparently we still have bodies who can get COVID. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise, but like... Yeah. I, I, I also wish COVID on no one, but I... Yeah, everyone's fully vaxxed, I think, on this team. Yep. More than likely, people can uh, get some good medical attention if things take a turn for the worse. Probably best to get it now more than ever. From a very selfish fan, fan uh, perspective, like you get it now, so you can't get it in the playoffs. Incidentally, Jake DeBrusque presumably COVID indestructible at this point. Oh, Next, yeah. he's had it twice. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, there's actually a player for who the Canucks who got like a, a myocarditis or something, uh, and uh, can't play this season. That wasn't from Canucks. That was Oilers. That's Josh Archibald, who would have been the only other team, one of the other few NHLers who was unvaxxed and was oh, resolutely okay. so. And then he was ruled out for the season because of, 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 of long COVID. I'm sorry. I had the wrong team. It was a team that wore blue and it was Plays in Western Canada. Canada yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and team that's dumb. Yep. There you go. See, all set. I mean, Okay, that Oilers drama is delicious. I did not watch the clip of Leon Dreitzeidel just not having it. And uh, But f- if Jimmy Murphy is tweeting on the side of the guy who asked the question, you know that uh, it was probably an inappropriate question. Honestly, it's been a weird thing, like, watching the media, because even media that I've definitely seen bag on this guy before, because Jim... Jim Matheson is, is 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 one of the most prototypical old Oilers uh, media clowns up there with Mark Spector. Incidentally, dear fucking God, while I hate a lot of Boston media, I wouldn't wish the Oilers media on any on any mm-mm, sports mm-mm. team. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Too many old timers nope. who are still who are still grumpy that they don't get to watch the '80s Oilers anymore. Consequently, go out of their way to not understand the modern the modern game. Uh. <laughs> Two hundred hockey men. <laughs> As uh, as uh, as uh, wishes is oft quoting. Yes, <laughs> and I think that's exactly it. It's like this whole idea of the media pushing for the old time uh, or the, the the team that worked, and hockey moving on beyond that. And they and who did they hire to replace Shirelli? Ken Holland, who's an old hockey guy. Dude. Th- he is, I saw a breakdown of his trades. He hasn't won a trade in about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got a new GM. Oh, okay, you got that GM. Well, good luck. I feel for Oilers players. Everybody else I don't give a fuck about, but Oilers players. And it's like Kate's, who spells his name like Katz, but pronounces it Kate's. He, that guy can't hire the right people for the life of him. Kenny. Well, that's just it. 
they're just they're, they're just a, um, a hockey Canada boys club, right? Um, uh, you know, from 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 president on down. Like it's just, and then the weird, the weirdest thing is even like sensible members of oil media, of Oilers media, are like being awfully deferential to management on this point. And it's like, well, you can't blame the coach or or management because the goalie thinks. Like, what the fuck you mean you can't blame management for goaltending? It's like, okay, yes, they inherited that Koskinen contract, but the rest of their bet was thirty-eight-year-old Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only good every other year. So this was so this was destined this was destined to be a bad year where he not broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh my God! I just looked up a picture of Mike Smith, his press photo for this year. Just just when you have some free time and you want to chuckle or be afraid, depending on how you do it, you know how you how you feel about it. Just look that up. Look that up when you have a chance. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I got to move beyond this Wordle page. Isn't it crazy how World is Wordle has taken off like it has? Yeah, have you guys seen that um, one that the the puck soup guys um, uh, instigated, um, Gordle? No, it's it's it's, it's 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 Wordle, but with five with five letter hockey names. Oh, oh cool. interesting. Yeah, I guess it was something they joked about, and then a listener made it. Hmm. <laughs> oh wow! I haven't like I haven't like I haven't tried it yet, but like I've seen it come up on Twitter a bit. <laughs> No, I have not tried it yet. I probably would be very terrible at that. Wow, this is um, yeah, this is a picture. Yeah, this is a decision you can make. Uh, yep, balding. You know, no, I know. I want the. I'm not. I'm gonna bleep that out. If I mean, or just take it out together. I want the listeners in on top to just that. go all in and get themselves. Uh, you know, have themselves a treat. I mean, like, like, like the the neck beards too. Like he's an enforcer for a biker gang. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, like how do unnamed, I feel like about an un, it? Like an unnamed extra from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like when men go about getting hair replacements, where it's hair plugs or whatever, if you're getting hair replacements along your forehead, you know that that visible hairline, they almost always look bad. And thinning looks bad if if you keep your hair long. That's the I'm thing. About That's the view. The... Uh, I'm about the view. Own it. If it's if it's going, pick that shit and go and go Lex Luthor. Fuck. I gotta tell <laughs> you, I think it's honestly sexier when a man is just they accept that you know their hair is gone, or it's you know it's growing in a weird pattern and they just shave it off. Exactly. Just 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 dance floor that shit. Just just call it a day. <laughs> you can make that look really nice. You can. They have all sorts of things that you can make your hair look shiny, or your hair, your your head look shiny and normal and and well conditioned. I mean, like obviously, and all that stuff. like you know, you got to call your shot. Sometimes, if you have the wrong head for it, like say Jeff Bezos, maybe you shouldn't do that. But <laughs> right, all right. I wish it were more acceptable for men to wear wigs because men should just wear wigs. Just wear whatever the fuck wig you want to wear. You know what I mean? You want to wear a long hair wig like what, um, you know, like Nick's natural hair? Wear Actually, it. it's a wig. Oh, well, <laughs> s- color me surprised. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it should be more acceptable for men to just do that. If mm-hmm. it's acceptable for women, why isn't it acceptable for men? Uh, that's the way I look at it. But I feel like hair replacement, it's like I've seen a lot of hair replacement that looks awkward and weird. If you want to do it, go do it. If it if it works for you, fine, whatever. Um, I'm not you, but I, I think it's sexy when men just are like, Hey, this is my hair, you know, but if you're thinning on top, 
growing your hair out long is going to make it look thinner on top. So you should get it cut short and just like do something to kind of hide the the. But the don't spots. overdo it because if you keep it real short when you're that thin, but not short enough that it's gone, you end up looking like Ryan gets laugh. Yeah, yeah. So get a good hairdresser. That's what I say. <laughs> So, so anyway, yeah, that Mike Smith look is rough. He looks insane in a way that's like on purpose and I don't yeah. like it. Whereas like Brandon Tana, Tana, uh, I mean, well, he's just purpose. got crazy eyes. <laughs> oh, I just, I, uh, yeah, I'm really, the, the, the deliberately feral look, you know, the, the, the Brent Burnsism. Well, when he when he did the, the original picture, when people asked him about it in in uh, Phil, I mean uh, in in Pittsburgh, he was like, "I saw a ghost," and then <laughs> uh, that's when he was insisting he saw a ghost, and then he just did it again. I love it. I, you know what? Anything to keep the fans like happy, and uh, they use that picture in the uh, in the actual uh, game, you know, during the breaks for Tanev Cam, so you have to imitate it. <laughs> love it it's great it's too bad he's injured but anyway tim do you have anything about the providence bruins um yeah they're doing really well right now uh they're in first place in the uh division uh so they've they've actually kind of been on a tear as of late where they've gone well, they lost the other night, but they uh, they're six and four in the last ten. Uh, in thirty one games, they've scored ninety nine goals, and they have uh, eighty one goals against. Uh, so they're they're playing rather well. Uh, they're actually in second place in the Atlantic Division now. I guess that loss brought them down, but they've been playing well. They've had a, a lot of scoring from a bunch of random players. Jesper Froden has 21 points in 30 games. Uh, Cameron Hughes has 20 points in 27 games. Samuel Aslan has 20 points in 30 games. Sinitian has 19 points in 28 games. And Diet Fogarty was the guy that was going to go in if Marchand couldn't yesterday. Yep, he's got 23 points in 26 games. He's playing yeah, pretty well. That's decent enough, but like, I just don't understand why, like, in, in spot work, you'd give it to a quadruple A player rather than a performing actual prospect. But anyway, again, not a general manager, so I guess you know. Maybe it was uh, a promise to, that you'd get a look. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, don't I mean, know. I suppose the I suppose you could use him. like, well, you guys gave fucking games to Tyler fucking Lewington. Fair call. Fair call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, Jack Sean has sixteen points in twenty six games, and uh, former Humane Black Bear great Edwards Trailmox has ten points in twenty games. Trail, trail mixed, mixed. Trail mixed. Mm. Trail mixed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a lot of fun as well. So. Yeah, they they're they're a fun team to watch. Um, I've watched most of their games this year. Uh, I I quite enjoy I quite enjoy watching the uh, the Providence Bruins play, and they're just playing they're just playing really well. Uh, right now they have uh, 
Troy Grosnick in goal with, of course, um, Jeremy Swayman. He's down there because of Tuka being back. So Swayman is, uh, is two and one. So Kaiser is in Maine now because where else was he going to go? Yeah, I think I believe so. So I mean, Kaiser was having a. I mean, Kaiser was just having an okay year. Yeah, nine oh five in in thirteen games is. Yeah, e, yeah, yeah. Mind you, his eight thirty nine in one game in in Maine is uh is grim. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean between Grossnick though and uh, Swayman, Swayman's played three games. He's got a nine twenty. Uh, he's two and one, and then Grossnick in thirteen games has a nine seventeen. He's eight two and one. Um, so yeah, they've they're they're doing well. I I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. I think because I mean they're the the way the uh, the East is shaping out. Uh, the the Thunderbirds are pretty good, but they have defensive problems. They score a ton of goals. But they also give up a ton. They've scored 114 goals in 35 games, but they've also given up 112. So like, that's tough. And Hershey is really is really good this year as well. They've scored 109 goals in 35 games. They've given up 98. So they give up a ton of, as well. The Bruins actually have one of the better defenses um, in the AHL right now, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think the saddest thing about Jeremy Swayman being uh, uh, dropped down to to prominence is the lack of the bear hugs. Mm. Oh, oh my yeah. god! And the proliferation of awful takes. Oh uh, well, that. yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. Yeah, I just, I mean, there's there's a few different dimensions to that though. Like a like a, a Fluto had a mailbag on the Athletic last week, and like a third of the fucking questions were people asking about trading Olmark. I don't know why he kept answering them. Did he just not get enough good questions? <laughs> yeah. Okay. First, I just want to say I miss the hugs. It's really sweet to see. Secondly, they like Tuka just even, even he isn't even trying to do the hug thing. It's so sad to me. And then they hug poor, themselves. They have to hug themselves. It's so sad to me. I don't. I don't love it. Okay. Now, sec- now get. Let's get to the thing. <sighs> As much as I don't like Linus Ulmark's obligatory two goals per game that's written into his contract, we can't move him. There's a there's a no move clause. Okay, you're not going to drop and, and, it to go to Edmonton. Well, and also, like I guarantee, the team has no desire to do so because Tuca's not lasting forever. This might Again, be I'm shot. still not convinced signing someone four years was the right move. I'm not no. saying not sign someone. I actually support the sign goaltender trade trade Vladar move. Okay, I would have signed someone who would, could I would have considered someone cheaper who would come for shorter term. But you know what? Several of those players that fit that description haven't really worked out in their new teams. You know, Bernier and uh, and Mrazek, um, uh, for example, have played very few games. And Bernie is done for the season already. <laughs> yeah, he had a hip surgery. Yeah. Why would you sign a goalie for more than two years? I mean, there are some goalies that you would definitely sign for more than two years, right? Because of their talent level or whatever. But 
if someone's on the free agent market, unless they're like, well, Jacob Markstrom, there are free agents for a reason. Goalies are too hot a commodity. So like, <laughs> yeah, but they also grow very cold very quickly. Well, Reimer started hot in San Jose and it's been not great for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I just wouldn't put a lot of years or a lot of term behind a goalie. I wouldn't. Um, well, look, and- Dallas is like trying to get out of having to pay Hudobin for another year. Well, yeah, he really fell off, I guess. Yeah. But then again, and then they lost Bishop because Bishop is basically it, retired. Uh, yeah. Um, he will never play again. Um, so they have Holtby, and I don't know who else. Uh, and... Jake Ettinger. Um, okay, well. No, he's actually, like, he's not, well, sort of last year was his fir- first full-time NHL season, so he's he's actually, like, a decent, like, prospect. He was a first-rounder, I want to say 17, maybe 16. Yeah. Well, anyway, Linus Olmark is here for, well, at least two years, because the third year is when his modified no trade cl- uh, clause kicks in. That's like a, what was that? Was that a, a 15 game, a 15 team, no trade list or something or 16. And then it goes down to 15. He's here, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. So he's okay. He's better than some goalies, but time will tell how well he's really going to work out. Tuca is not a long-term solution. So, you know, we'll see how he does this year. You know, I have a feeling it's probably his last year, but whatever. At least he gets to go out on his own terms instead of just with an injury. You know, don't trade Swayman. He's your favorite. What the fuck is that bit of chatter? Like, (laughs) I don't know why people are thinking, trade him to Edmonton. What will you get? No, don't do that. The one I've seen most recently was trading him for Chikrin. I'm like, here's the thing. Coming up with a promising goaltending prospect is really fucking hard. How many impressively seem- seeming goaltending prospects have Bruins gone through like water? Whether you're talking, <laughs> whether you're talking Malcolm, or you're talking, or you're talking Zane, mm-hmm. Zane, Vladar, da- I mean, you know, Sveti, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you I have just... a real bona fide goaltending prospect, you do not trade them. And you also don't burn them out. Okay, so Swayman being down in Providence is fine. Let him go down there and play and season. Just let him do that. So, uh, yeah, don't, none of this nonsense. Just none of it. I just, I don't want to, uh, okay. All right. So we should probably, we should probably talk about schedule. We should talk about the schedule. So um, the Bruins ongoing homestand, uh, Extends to tomorrow. Um, that would be very, against Anaheim, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the Garden, and then they go on the road for a string of game for a couple of games that there's no fucking scenario I'm going to watch because uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, the 26th at Colorado. I'm sure that's going to be a fun fucking game, but it starts at 11 p.m. on a weeknight for me. Define fun. They've had so much, so many problems with Colorado. I don't. Really... Oh, but Colorado's a fun team, one you want to watch. Although, like, and. Oh, now some cadre. Uh, oh, well, 
<laughs> I mean, he's having a great season, but he's also Nazem Kadri. Well, wrap Jake Dabrowski in bubble wrap and send him on out. <laughs> I was going to say maybe DeBrusque will, you know, you know, get some vengeance knowing that like Kadri almost certainly played an essential role in his collapse as a useful NHLer. Um, <laughs> Revenge stories are cool. And so anyway, then follow it up on Friday, 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern time at Arizona. Yep, folks, I know it's a Friday, so you don't have to be at work the next day, but do you really want to stay up for a game at Arizona? You know what? Yes, I do. I want to make pizza late at night, put on my pajamas, and then put a Bruins jersey on top of it, get all snuggly with my chonk seal pillow. Are you going to make that Altoona pizza? Because I would say no. (laughs) No, uh, what what do you guys want me to make? I'll make it. Uh, just regular pizza that, that that's not the Altoona, Pennsylvania version of pizza. Craft okay, singles um, do not belong on a pizza, man. They I'll put don't. A pineapple on it. Craft singles belong approximately nowhere except in a grill, eh, 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 except in some grilled cheeses. Yep. <laughs> yes. And grilled cheese made with not craft singles are better, but I still have a soft spot for the ones with them. Yes. <laughs> I like a cheese that really fucking melts in a grilled cheese. I mean. I, I love a grilled cheese that is made with multiple, multiple cheeses that are very good cheeses on a very good bread. But if you are just talking about plain old sandwich bread, there's nothing better to. Oh yeah, melt. if you're using crappy bread, use that grill. Use that craft single. Just, 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 just bask in the in the in the mediocre self indulgence, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it's fine. It, there's a there's a time and a place for it. So I'm not going to to say it's terrible, but it's not ever on pizza. So there you go. Okay, yeah, um, Arizona, oof. You know what? I can't watch it. RuPaul's Drag Race, new season. Too bad. Okay, so then uh, Sunday. Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at Dallas. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have anything for or against it. I was just very, "Eh, okay. And then I'm... on two on February first, seven PM Eastern time at home, Bruins first ever game against the Kraken. Man, I was hoping the Kraken were going to be so good, and they aren't. But uh, I will watch this game. Of course, I will. If I'm lucky, I might get invited to it. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, um, I'll I'll invite you to the game. Oh, thank you. That yeah. is so thoughtful of you. Yeah. Like, 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 just like in a vacuum, or like on behalf of individuals we know that happen to have tickets. No, <laughs> just inviting me. Just inviting you to go. He's to the just game. inviting me. Yeah, yeah. He's inviting me just to go to the game. I'm just gonna go and say Nick said I could come to this game, and we'll see how it works out. Let me like, uh, okay. I'll just, I'll just flash my new Vax card thing, you know, and and just you know get on in. Sure, yeah. And then after that, it's All Star break. Yes. Honestly, I'm glad Brad's not playing in it now. Because of like he needs whatever time he can, mm-hmm. even though he, he seems to be okay, give him the time off. I wish Bergy weren't playing in it because he's old and I don't want him to play more than he has to. And I honestly wish that no Bruins were in it because I don't care. Yeah, I um, I I, I don't. Does anyone actually care about the All Star Game? Like anyone? It it like, was I, fun. I feel, like, I feel like players who are heading to el- arbitration eligible RFA are probably the only ones that actually care. You know, I think for okay, if the game was actually, I have no clue where the game is, but if the game was in Carolina, it's Vegas this year. Okay, see, there you go. 
If it was in Carolina, maybe I'd try to go. But otherwise, I'm like, I, I haven't watched the All-Star game. I watched it the first year they switched to the three-on-three, which was fun. But I haven't Honestly, watched it. Honestly, like, it hasn't held my attention since the, uh, since, since the drunken player draft. You know, mm. the one with Kessel sitting there awkwardly and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Ovi losing his shit. Yeah. <laughs> I watched when Bergie did the whole, like, hey, back-checking. It's a thing. Everyone's like, dude, 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 stop. What are you doing? I know it's your thing, but fuck, man. This isn't what we're here for. <laughs> it was a showcase. It was a showcase to show that he can backcheck. That's what it was. I, you can't tell me anything. I watched some of the John Scott thing. That was fun because I feel like it was sticking it to the NHL. Cause they it's were a nifty fuckwits. story. Sort of like, the, you know, when Latvia decided to make Zemgus um, uh, Jergensen's a thing for, for, for that year. That one year, too. <laughs> You know how I feel about Latvians. They're, they're plural, yes. <laughs> they are plural. They're plural. And I, I love me. I I honestly love me some Elvis Merzlikens. So um, uh, he, I love goalies, too. They're just so quirky and weird. But anyway, um, so Latvian goalies are the best for quirky and weird. I watched it to see Brad just be Brad. Oh, I did watch the one where David Pasternak was the captain. I, I watched that one too, but I loved Brad just being like, yeah, I know you love me here. You know, it was da- down in Tampa and he was playing the heel. Oh, that was beautiful. I loved it. So I, I have watched in the past, but this year I just kind of don't care. And it's because I'd rather have my players have the time off than uh, go and do this thing. Uh, I'm sad that we have to break for a little bit of time because I don't want the hotness to, to, to go away from this team. That's all. But if, if having a little bit of a recharge is a good thing, then have a recharge. That's fine. How about Mika Zibanejad just being like, nope, I have personal things going on. Sorry. And he's going to get penalized for that. And that sucks. Yeah. What, I mean, they've done it one before, game? like. Like um, uh, Ovi some years ago just said no and then got a suspension for it too. <laughs> yeah, I think it sucks. And then, you know, Sidney Crosby always hides behind a nebulous injury. So he doesn't get the suspension. But I think it's stupid. If you don't want to play, you don't want to play. So that's how it should be. All right. So I think that we have talked a lot about a lot of things. And uh, we will come back in a couple weeks and talk about some more stuff which will be great, I think. And hopefully Nick will be back with us and he will have some good news to share yes. about his his work-life balance, we'll say. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so anyway, um, my dog is giving me the signal that he would like me to wrap this up. So how about if we do the thing, Jeff? Okay. Um, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. We are... We are omnipresent. (laughs) We're everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Um, You can talk to us on uh, Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Barely on Topic. And then, of course, there are individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Handgrenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. And I am at Wildcard1. Wildcard1. Dot org. Also known as that VA from RI. <laughs> okay, Tim. Word. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most, that was the saddest word. <laughs>